we believe every person has the right to realize all that is possible for their future. Are you someone who is near retirement, who has been diligent about accumulating wealth and is now navigating the what's next heading into the next chapter of your life? Welcome to the Dream Architect Life Podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson from Sweet Financial Partners. In this podcast, we aim to help shift your focus to the things you can control so you can put your money to work in turning your dreams into reality. Through our trademarked process, The Dream Architect, we make wealth planning fun, informative, and enjoyable. Join us on this journey where Brian and Brittany will explore how you can eliminate your limiting beliefs in the pursuit of all that's possible. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the Dream Architect Life Podcast. Brittany Anderson here with you today, and we have got a super special guest. I have sitting right next to me, Mr. Ty Totsky. So before we have him come onto the show and share his brilliance, I'm going to go through his bio to give a little context of the guy that we're hanging out with today. So uh, if you have ever had the pleasure of interacting with Ty, you know, immediately one thing is certain. Ty loves people and thoroughly enjoys fostering meaningful relationships. His focus on always being helpful to his clients and our team alike is shown in his dedication to providing innovative, practical advice to help your financial goals align with what you want most in life. As a member of the Sweet team since 2003 and a partner in the firm since 2011, Ty is committed to listening to what matters most in people's lives and learning which values and goals they hold dear. Ty is a Fairmont native, and you're going to catch him hanging out with his lovely wife, Sarah, and their two twin daughters, Maggie and Libby. If he's not doing that in his free time, you might be able to catch him on his boat, on the snowmobile, or just hanging at home with family and friends. Mr. Ty Totsky, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brittany. It's a pleasure to be here. It is going to be a fun conversation. Uh, So, if you didn't capture the, we'll call it lighthearted, relationship-focused essence of Ty, in his bio, you're about to experience it now. So Ty, you have been with Sweet since 2003. Uh, that is amazing. That it marks, let's see, if we're in- 20 years. Yeah, we're recording. It's been 20 years. Wow. So Ty, give a little context on where did this all start? Kind of what brought you into the world of wealth planning? Well, it certainly wasn't my goal until probably college. So where it all started was was right here in Fairmont. I was, I was born and raised here in Fairmont, Minnesota. And I uh, had some summer jobs at Waytronic. So Fairmont is uh, the home of one of the largest scale manufacturers in the world. And my thought was I would graduate high school and um, go to college and probably become an engineer or something like that. And so once I did go to college, I realized pretty quickly that that was not the direction for me. And so I was just kind of in limbo and trying to figure things out. And one of my roommates in college was a finance major and I had a lot of conversations with him. I met with his advisor And it really kind of turned me on to the idea of becoming a finance major and learning more about managing money. 
And one of the things that I always wanted to do was to be able to come back to Fairmont, uh, go away, get educated, find something that I could add value to the community and be able to come back. So all my friends at that age were looking for ways to, how do I get out of Fairmont and go on to bigger and better things? And, and I think my idea of where I wanted to be was how do I go find, find a, a career of value and come back and be continue to be part of the community. Mm-hmm. Here we are. We've been back over 20 years now. It's been a blast. Wow. You know, Ty, you and I have had these conversations offline too, about how people don't realize how much opportunity can actually be found in a small community and how much uh, value you can add to people in a small community. And I think that's uh, such a great example in your story and you wanting to come back and be here and and raise your family here right? and, and make this really your home. So Ty, you know uh, very well that our theme at Sweet Financial is all about dreaming big and pursuing possibility. And we talk about this until we're blue in the face. So I want to ask a question of you. What does dreaming big mean to you today? And what are some of the things that you're seeing your clients get excited about? That's a really good question, uh, Brittany. So, you know, what is dreaming big? We are so fortunate to be in an industry where we get to be with people and meet with clients where they are planning oriented. They're, they're thinking towards the future and to be able to bring sort of this positive um, thought process and the tools that we have here at Sweet Financial and the Dream Architect has really been able to create some fun conversations with clients and to be able to really unlock some of the possibilities that you know clients may not have even really thought about. And so we're fortunate to be able to be in that world where a lot of the outside noise just isn't as loud, you might say. Mm-hmm. And we're able to kind of continue to be very positive and, you know, help clients think bigger and accomplish things that they want to, they want to do. So Ty, I, I want to press on this one a little bit because uh, for our listeners that don't know, Ty's been meeting with clients for a really long time and has built a lot of really cool relationships. So Ty, when you think about some of your clients who are maybe setting big intentions or hopes for their future, are you seeing things like um, uh, travel a lot or buy a, a winter home or like, what are some of the things that you're seeing people focus on uh, that really gets them excited about their future? Yeah. I think a lot of people are always looking at retirement and what, what does retirement mean to them? And they struggle with the idea that, well, when I retire, I'm, I'm going to not have to go to work and I can fish all day, or I can play golf all day, or I can do whatever it is that I'm looking forward to doing. And when they finally do that, then they kind of have this epiphany that is this all there is? What else is, what else is there? And so, you know, we try to have those conversations where we're talking about their why and their purpose and really understand what drives them. And yeah, you know, playing golf, traveling, all of that is great. And, you know, once they do that for a little while, then it's, you know, what's next, what else is there? And that's where, you know, a lot of the conversations we have can really add value to clients and really finding what is their, what is their purpose? 
Mm. I think that brings up such a great point too, Ty, because we often talk about, you know, what people are coming from, and that can be a lifelong career. It can be um, selling a business. It could be raising your family and all these great things that are happening. And people often don't spend enough time really looking ahead to what they're going to. And I think you bring up such a great point that oftentimes the vision that people have for their future it may not exactly pan out to be what you hoped or thought and being able to have kind of somebody to lean on to say, I guess what's possible for my future. I I don't even know where to start. Uh, You know, I think those are a lot of the conversations we hear too, is people are just kind of looking at, I need some guidance. I need some ideas. You know, I've, I've spent my whole life looking at where I'm coming from, but where I'm going to, that's a new story. Exactly. You know, they spend a lot of time with the idea that I want to be done doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And they're focused on that end date, but they're not focused on, well, what comes after that? Mm. And that's, that's the conversations that, that should be had. Yeah. So Ty, I'm going to shift this one a little bit. We're going to get a little personal here. I believe that some of the biggest lessons can be learned through other people's experiences and some of the biggest insights and honestly impact can be felt from other people's. So what would you say is one of the most difficult lessons that you've endured, be it in business or life in general? Yeah, probably one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is to being able to to understand what is and what is not in my control. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but being able to understand the things that aren't necessarily in my control is how do I react to those when things maybe happen that don't go as planned or, you know, don't necessarily go the way that I would want them to go. So that reaction, the the other big lesson and big thing that has been a difficult thing for me, but has been awesome is our team. We're so fortunate to have a great team at Sweet Financial Partners and to be able to delegate or at least um, lean on our team members and their strengths you know, just the other people's strengths, other people's unique abilities, and to be able to allow them to thrive as well. Uh, and being able to, to, you know, win as a team. Mm -hmm. And so those are probably the biggest lessons that have been challenging, but have certainly been eye opening for me over the years and, and working here. Awesome. And, you know, I do want to give, I want to put some context around this because I know we do work with a lot of business owners and we have a lot of the same conversations around building culture and teams and, you know, really empowering people to lean into their skill sets. So you mentioned unique abilities. Um, that is a term that's coined from uh, Dan Sullivan. We've talked about him before on this podcast, founder, creator of Strategic Coach. And it's really about uncovering not just what people are good at. And I think this is great context for you, regardless of the stage in your life, whether you own a business or not, you're human and you interact with other humans. So it's really looking at how do you help people do the things that they're not just great at, but they give them energy and excitement and make them feel like they're working towards something that's bigger than themselves. And so Ty, I think that's really what you're touching on here is that 
it can be so challenging to run and grow a team, but so stinking rewarding when you've got the right people in the right seats and they're all showing up with that energy and excitement for what they're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So Ty, you know, you've worked with a lot of families over the years and you mentioned a little bit ago about how, you know, really trying to shift your way, your, your focus away from things that you can't control. So you've helped people through times of really difficult, tough transitions. It could be losses, um, changes as a whole, uh, you know, deaths in the family, just, just things that are really tough, really difficult to navigate. So where do you tend to see people getting maybe stuck in their lives and in the interactions that you've had? Yeah. I mean, so much of our relationships that we have with clients, with our team members, you know, those become very personal and everyone handles transition and difficulty differently. So I think it's more of a presence. It's more of, you know, we're here and being able to help them in the things that we know they need. And so if there is say a death in the family to be able to hold their hand and walk them through the things that we need to do, um, that we know they need to do at such a difficult and emotional time and, and just being present and being available. And it's not just through the hard transitions, it's through the really fun stuff too. I mean, we are so fortunate to work with many different clients that experience a whole lot of different things. And and what's interesting is just recently, um, been working with some clients that just celebrated their 70th wedding anniversary. Wow. And, and what's fun is we have several client relationships like that, that are celebrating large milestones in their life. And just to be part of that, to be able to celebrate that, have conversations, you know, planning changes with all of the different transition, life transitions, things that happen in life and those different conversations and different ways of, of looking at that has been certainly a pleasure of mine in working, working with those clients. Yeah. I think there's nothing more fun than getting the the grandbaby announcements or announcements of a kid getting married or, you know, landing a, a dream job or, right. or whatever those are. So we do tend to think about because we are often one of the first calls for the tough stuff, but it's really fun when you're also one of the first calls for the cool stuff too. Exactly. So I exactly. think that's what makes it fun. And again, testament to relationship building. I think that's, that's huge tie. Right. Um, so speaking about relationships, you've got a couple girls, you've got twin daughters, uh, who are amazing human beings. So I would be curious, what is one lesson that you hope to instill in them from all your years of building relationships, of impacting lives? What do you hope that they take away and learn? I think one thing that Sarah and I have been adamant on or or just on the same page with in terms of raising Maggie and Libby is more the the personal, how they treat people how, how anyone treats people, but you know, how we treat each other as a family, how I treat Sarah as my spouse, how I treat our friends and how they treat their friends and how their friends treat them. I think those are all part of the, the, the great lessons learned that, you know, they, they're in control of, of how they treat other people. And so those are, are a lot of the interpersonal lessons that, I know Sarah and I are on the same page with, um, a lot of the other lessons, I'm probably not the best. 
<laughs> we sure. need to get the the real boss of the family in here, Miss right. Saratotsky. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, Ty, there, there's one thing I, I I can just share this too is that I've told my kids that I get way more excited when I get a report that comes home from school about how they were really kind to somebody who needed it or kind to a kid that maybe doesn't get a lot of kindness. Right. And that beats grades. I mean, the grades, yeah, they'll come and school is school and all that right. great stuff. Right. But it, it really is about human interaction and treating people good and understanding that, you know, you never know what somebody's going through. Right. You never know where they're at and what the struggle could be. And I know that's something that that you and I both kind of value, I guess you could say. Um, and that I know is a value amongst our team too, is really showing up for people. So Ty, you know, shifting this a little bit on the conversation of values, how do you personally define value alignment? That's an interesting question. I I almost feel like that is, you know, something that just inherently is either attracted or repelled from mm -hmm. someone. So I understand my own value alignment. And when I come in to contact with another person, it's pretty quickly just through a, a, a very easy conversation, whether or not this is someone that I can, can work with or that I'm compatible with that I'll be able to add value to. Um, that's one wa reason why within our process, you know, someone say we're just to come into sweet financial partners or call the office and say, Hey, I need a financial advisor. Typically what we do is we set up a very brief introductory phone call and we just have a very casual conversation. What is it that you're looking for? You know, and, and just ask them questions where it becomes very apparent um, what that value alignment is and whether or not we would be a good fit to work together or not. Um, so that's sort of how I look at that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think let's take this a step further now is when you think Ty about the relationships that you support and the clients that you visit with, how do you help people to say, align their values with those big aspirations, goals, dreams that they have for their future? What does that look like? I think it's more prioritization and helping them, you know, it's so easy to say, well, I, you know, I really enjoy working with someone who's planning oriented or, you know, someone who is, you know, looking toward the future or is a saver or whatever that might be. And to be able to align, well, what are the priorities? Where's the balance and what is it that really fulfills them? And so to be able to sort of add that balance or at least have the conversation and have the awareness of it. Um, I think that's helpful. Yeah. You know, and we've often said, Brian and I have talked about this on the podcast before that it's, it's more frequently seen that people are spending less than they can or, or are able to given the current scenario, less than they're able to in pursuit of their dreams versus overspending. So do you typically see the same thing with the clients that you serve? I do. I, you know, it's interesting that a lot of people don't necessarily think about that very often and they may not just grasp, you know, what, what it is that they need in order to live the type of life or type of retirement that they want. You know, maybe they were watching TV, maybe they heard something, well, you need X amount of money to be able to retire or 
social security's not going to be there for anybody or whatever whatever the situation is where they may hear this and believe that it's true where if we actually sit down we go over their situation we go over what's important to them and you know we have a lot of tools and resources where we can sit down and show them hey here's what's possible here's 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 things that you say are important and here's ways of you being able to accomplish those things and you know just kind of building that trust and that understanding that it doesn't have to be impossible you know things are out there if you're happy if it makes you happy and it's a goal of yours what can we do together to make it happen Mm, how you make me think about, I just recently read, um, it's Garrett Gunderson's latest book and I'll make sure I put the title in the show notes. Cause I'm drawing a blank right now, but he went through a really interesting exercise and you bring up Ty, this notion of people hearing, well, you need this much to retire. And, and this is a little bit of a different shift because we do often work with people that are in what we call like the distribution phase of life, meaning that they've already accumulated, right? They've, they've ran a business for a lot of years They've worked in a great career for a lot of years and they've, you know, earned their money. And now they're going into the stage where they have to look at creative ways of how they'll spend, what they'll allocate and all that. But this particular exercise, he talked about how start with $10 in your mind and think about if you had $10 a month and that's all you got, how would you spend it? And go through, you know, I think about some facetious ones where I'm like, well, I'd buy a, a great cup of coffee. If I only had 10 bucks, what else am I going to do with it? Uh, some people would be like, I would save it because of compound interest, you know, whatever that is. So then you keep going through this exercise and it's tack on a zero. So now if you had a hundred dollars a month, how would you spend it? Keep going a thousand, 10,000, a hundred thousand, a million. And he talks about how it this exercise can help you expand your vision for your future. So I think it's interesting because it was more written towards people that are building a business, creating possibility in their future, really looking at their career, whatever that is. But I think it's similar when it comes to retirement planning too. It's really looking at what's the impact you want to make? What's the life you want to have? What does that look like for you? And then that can help you back into great decisions. Right. Right. It's, it's very individualized. So not one shoe fits everyone. So, you know, if you see something on TV and, you know, it doesn't necessarily make it your own reality. Mm. And so being able to sit down, talk about your individual situation, what's important to you, it helps us identify really what is possible and the things that you may not even dream that are possible you're in a very good position to be able to do those things. Hey, Brittany here. In case you hadn't heard, our latest book, Dream Architecture, is available for the taking. Think about it like this. What is your biggest, wildest dream of what retirement could look like? Not the dream that your friends have or your parents maybe had or your coworkers. Your best dream, the unreasonable one the one that you might have trouble admitting even to yourself. So that is what the Dream Architecture book is about. Hop on over to dreamarchitecturebook.com so you can start dreaming big today. So Ty, we're going to we're going to take the the time travel here back in time and you mentioned briefly a little bit ago about our dream architect process. So before I ask this question, I'm going to give some context to our listeners that uh, it was, gosh, 
almost 13 years ago, I think, you know, Brian's always had this, call it an obsession with dreaming big. He's been fascinated about it since he was a young kid and possibilities and what can be created and this visionary by nature. So he had this idea that how do we incorporate helping people to dream even bigger as part of their wealth plan? Uh, And our focus is always in how do we add even more value to the people we serve? So again, rewind, we'll call it 12, 13 years ago. And I I would argue that it's even longer than that because before the dream architect, we had the freedom solution and that was our process. And that went back to the late nineties and, and it was a, a similar process, but the dream architect really sort of evolved into, into where we are now. Mm. So when, when we were rolling out the dream architect, we ran a handful of workshops and we did these with some of our wonderful clients and Ty and Sarah Totsky volunteered to be one of our first call it test kitchen uh, cases where they came in and we went through, I think it was a four hour workshop where we really dug into what's meaningful to you. What do you want to see for your future? What do you want for your kids? What do you want for your legacy? What do you want? What kind of experiences do you want? What do you want your health to look like? Uh, And it was a really fun conversation and it was kind of an emotional conversation too. So Ty, I would love to know when you reflect back, what are some of the biggest takeaways you had coming out of that type of experience? Yeah. So that was, that was probably one of the first times that Sarah and I really had a deep conversation about our individual beliefs of money and our family and our vision for the future, the the hopes and dreams that she had, that I had. That was a really cool experience because I think what it did was it brought us to a point where we were on the same page. I understood what it was that motivated her and, and things were important to her. And then the same for me. And so that was probably the biggest impact that I had. We also did a dream board. So I've never done a dream board. We created a dream board. We had pictures of, of the things that we talked about and we actually hung it in our bedroom, uh, on the wall. And, and we were able, both of us to see that all the time. And so if I look at that today, and I know we still have it somewhere, but it's not on the wall anymore. Because <laughs> you so, checked them all off, right? Pretty close. I mean, yeah. there was a lot of things that that we've accomplished and that she, you know, she wanted to do what we wanted to do together. And and yeah, a lot of those have those boxes have been checked. And, you know, there was one, you know, exercise you might say. It was called the over dinner conversation. And I still mention that to clients today in our process of really being able to sit down and talk openly about your views, each other's views on, you know, what is your vision? What, what does retirement look like together? And what does retirement look like to each, each of you? And sometimes spouses may not necessarily be on the same page. Mm -hmm. And that is a really cool exercise to sort of get on the same page, have an understanding of what, you know, what each other has in terms of the, the idea for their future. Yeah. And, you know, Ty, I think you bring up such a great point with the over dinner conversation is that oftentimes when people, especially couples, you're planning for your future. uh, Sometimes you can lose kind of yourself 
And it becomes this, you know, combined vision, which is great. And you need to have that, but you also need to have, you know, some essence of you too. And, you know, we are by no means, we are, we're not therapists. We're not marriage counselors. We don't claim to be, we'd be no good at it. Um, but opening those conversations, cause you're planning, I mean, you're planning for the rest of your life right. and making sure that you're open and transparent and you have a process. Cause, cause bottom line is, you know, we talk about goals and aspirations and dreams. Some people do not resonate with those words. Right. You may be listening right now as, as a listener going, I, I like this dream thing. Like that I, sounds painful. That sounds horrible. I don't want to talk about that. All this is, it's about intention. Right. That's all this is. And all it boils down to is how do you create intention for your future and how you align yourself with the right people that are going to help you get there, that can give you the resources, the assurance that you can you know, in essence, delegate to, or, uh, you know, just make sure you have the right cheerleaders around you that'll help you make it possible and help you maybe stretch a little bit to really think about what you want and what fulfillment needs. Right. Um, so it was so cool. And I remember sitting in that, that workshop with you and Sarah. And one thing that sticks out that I'll, I'll just mention is you guys talked about how, because you had twins, so much of their lives were done together and you guys wanted to be intentional. I use that word again, about having at least a few kind of one-on-one trips with the girls. And you did that. And I remember seeing some of those things booked and that was really cool. And yeah, it's just, it's just those fun things to see, you know, you actually lean into and do the things that you set. And that's, what's fun about going through these types of exercises with our clients. Right. No, we, we had a great uh, experience with that and that's why we wanted to roll it out and, and make that part of our process at Sweet Financial Partners. Awesome. So Ty, we're flipping the script a little bit here. So I would like to know, because as you well know, uh, we talk a lot here internally at the office about pushing through fear. You know, what? what's the adage? Brian just sent it again the other day. It's forget everything and run, or are you going to face everything and rise? Two different acronyms for fear. So I would love to know when was a time that you strategically overcame fear? You didn't let it stop you. You didn't let it throw you off course. What'd that look like for you? I don't think there was a moment that I, I, the light flashed on and I realized, you know, how I look at fear and how you utilize fear and make decisions. Um, but I think in, in, you know, just growing up, I playing sports, I think the, the saying of you, you want to be comfortable being uncomfortable and putting yourself in situations that you're just not always that comfortable with and leaning into that. Those are the periods of most growth. And I think I learned that early on, playing sports, going to college, realizing that maybe I'm out of my comfort zone and, you know, working through those and understanding that, hey, when I come out on the other side, it's usually a, a much better outcome. And so I, I I always embraced change and looked at that as an opportunity to improve or to grow. Going to college, I was one of the first in our family to go to college. And I don't necessarily know if that was expected or not, but it's something that, an, an expectation that I put on myself and you know, got out of my comfort zone. You know, Moving across the country, taking a job that I wasn't necessarily comfortable with and knowing that, hey, this is a good opportunity, let's, let's make this dramatic change. Um, again, I'll, you know, the, the saying, if it's not broke, break it. 
and let's build it new. Let's build it better. Let's, you know, make it different. And that was one of the things that attracted me here to Sweet Financial Partners because that is Brian's mentality. And and Brian and I share that same thought process of, you know, change is good. Let's make, I'm not opposed to making a dramatic change and really stepping outside of the comfort zone um, for the sake of improving something or making it better or, you know, personal growth. Mm. You know, I think that really kind of ties me into the next question too, is there's always challenges. There's challenges in running a business. There's challenges in running a family and raising kids and um, trying to kind of do all the things we'll call it. So, you know, I, I think about this tie that we just heard at the time that we're recording this, we just had a wonderful speaker that we brought or helped bring to the community, um, Cinder Campoff. And right. she talked about grit and snapping back quick and, you know, really making sure really what it boils down to is controlling your mindset. So Ty, I would be curious, you know, because I do believe that we can all learn something valuable from others, great practices. When you're feeling down, discouraged, frustrated, because we all know the happy go lucky tie, but we also know that we all get, we all get frustrated and we all get fed up at points in time. So when you're feeling down, what are some of the things that you do to come out of that? And, you know, how would you recommend that anybody listening can bring themselves back up when they're in a funk? This sounds like a shameless plug for your book, Britain. <laughs> Imagine, act, inspire. <laughs> the journal. The journal. It is now. <laughs> I think you're dead on. So with that book and with with the thought process behind it, um, one of the things that I do personally, and I've learned it along the way through the various coaching programs that we've done, because that's one thing that's important to us here is personal development, personal growth, and the utilization of coaches. And, and so to be able to pause and take a moment to have some personal reflection always sort of resets me. And, and a lot of that is gratitude. Look, look where I am. Look at the things that we've accomplished. Look at the things we're doing and we are truly adding value in a positive way. And so th that sort of helps reset. And so I'll, I'll, just tell a really quick story about a month ago, a really close friend of mine who happens to be a client and he was offered a promotion with a new job and it moved him across the country. And it was a great, it's a great opportunity for him. And he made that change. And within a couple of weeks of that transition, he was offered a promotion and really great promotion and he is perfect for it and it it is you know what he is meant to do and so sarah and i were down and visited them and i was having a conversation with him and it was within the first week or so of this new promotion that he took on and you could tell his mindset was he we call it the gap Mm -hmm. The gap being, you know, he has reached a point where he's questioning whether or not it was the right decision, all of the change that was happening in his life. 
all of the chaos that was happening with it, starting a new job, a new promotion, new expectations and all of that. And just going through that conversation, talking about the gap, talking about, you know, look where you are now, look at what you've done, look at how you've gotten to that point and look at all of the things that you'll accomplish over the next couple of years. It's going to be a challenge, but it's going to be so fulfilling. And walking through that, putting myself in a mindset where, I mean, I, I was, I was, I'm motivated from that. So from that conversation, from Dr. Kampoff's presentation the other night, I've actually just hired a coach from her program for myself because I believe in the power of mindset and just the power of positive thinking. And I think that is so impactful. So mm-hmm. that, you know, that has, is something that is as recent as yesterday. That's incredible. And I'm so glad you shared that story, Ty, because it, it, it actually, I think this is, this is a great point to kind of round out this conversation is that a lot of times when you are maybe stuck or feeling down, especially high achievers, you kind of think like, oh, I can, I can figure myself, I can figure it out. I can get myself out of this. And I just need to buck up, get comfortable being uncomfortable. It's like all those things that we tell ourselves, but in reality, sometimes what we need is somebody that's outside the bubble and somebody to help us give perspective and to be available to others to do the same for them. Um, I know there's times where I have personally just been like, I can't take one more thing. I can't take one more thing on. I don't know if I'm cut out for this. Uh, you know, we've got Brian and I have a few different businesses and we care so much about everything. And it's like, oh my gosh, but just being able to stop, to slow down, to have that check and to have the right people around you. Um, which is why I feel so fortunate to have Brian, Ty, and Oliver as partners in this business, just because I know that we can all be that for each other too, when it matters most. So awesome. Um, Ty, you know, to kind of round us out here, when you look forward and you think about your impact at Sweet Financial and for your family and your friends and all that stuff, uh, what is one of your biggest or most important dreams or aspirations for your future? That's a good question, Brittany. I've always kind of gone by the the saying, a rising tide lifts all boats. Mm. So be the tide. And so I get so much fulfillment and so much energy from just being able to see the people important to me, whether it's clients, family, friends, to see them accomplish what they want, get what they want, do the things that make them happy. And and so just being in a position to be able to witness that and be part of that, that is the dream I have for me, but more so for the people around me. And, and so, yeah. Mm. You know, Ty, I think about, I think it's a Jim Rohn quote. I'm pretty sure. Please don't, don't throw anything at me if I'm wrong, but you can have everything you want in life. If you help others get what they want. Yeah. 
Yes. Nailed it. That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, and I think it's so true. And and it's, I can say this because I get to work with Ty every day, but when he says that he means it and it's a humble approach. And I think that's what helps you foster relationships because you do really care. You really do. So before I round us out, if you would like to book a call, if you'd like to have a conversation with either be it Ty or one of the other advisors on the team, head on over to meetwithsweet.com. It's M-E-E-T with S-W-E-E-T.com. And you can get a free spot on any of our advisors calendars. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk about how we might be able to support you on your goals, your aspirations, and anything that you're looking for in the future and your wealth plan. So Ty, before I close us, is there anything that I should have asked you that I didn't? I'm surprised you didn't ask me about pop culture and just some of the cool stuff that's going on. So if there I, anything you, know, you just are inclined to share. I, you know, I'm a Swifty <laughs> and I, I am ecstatic that I can see Taylor Swift on all of the Sunday NFL coverage and football games and all that. I think it's awesome. I love it. And I'm officially a Travis Kelsey fan too. So this is great. I love it. Um, I love all those memes out there that are like uh, the wives going to their husbands and be like, oh my gosh, can you believe how Taylor Swift made this one football guy famous? Oh my gosh. It's, <laughs> it kills me. I love it. There was another one the other night at, at the uh, event with Dr. Kampoff and she asked the question to the crowd about dancing with the stars. Who is the best dancer on dancing with the stars? <laughs> and you looked around the room and everybody was just kind of looking at each other not really knowing what, how to answer the question. And Mr. Brian Sweet himself said, it's Derek. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, doesn't everybody know that? I thought that was the greatest ever. That we've, was... got, we've got a Dancing with the Stars fan. I love it. And I so wish he was here because he'd be cracking up right now. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, thank you, Ty, for coming on the show today. Thank you. Sharing your genuine pleasure. nature. I appreciate everything you do, Brittany. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that wraps up today's episode of the Dream Architect Life podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please give us a like, uh, share it with somebody that you care about and help spread the message of realizing possibility for your future. We'll catch you right back here next week. Thank you for listening to the Dream Architect Life podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. If you heard something that really hit home for you, please share it with those you want to be helpful to. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Sweet Financial Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your retirement planning. 